is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Last week, I spoke with two artists who have an essence of magic in their musical collaboration together. I am speaking of mezzo-soprano Megan Marino and pianist John Arita, two old friends who have just issued a new recording, It's You I Like which is a whimsical collection of songs that leaves their legacy of responsibility to the power of love and community. You have just heard Goodnight Moon from that recording. Megan and John are well-respected in the world of classical music, and these songs are a break from that tradition. In our conversation, Megan spoke eloquently about the need for realignment in the world and her musical landscape during the pandemic. Her brave commitment to many different genres of music is reflected in her choices, and they are as much a nod to her loyalty to family as they are to the core of her elegant music-making with John. Both of these artists are on a continuing journey. Part two of this interview delves into the transformative power that musicians experienced during the confines of COVID. And we begin now with Megan Marino speaking about her passion in stepping out of the opera singer mold in this recording and her commitment to community. This is not your typical opera singer kind of repertoire, but I gather that you are really sassy. You, you're feisty and you're out there with this kind of, I want to embrace every genre. How important is that to you? super important I don't know there's never really been a question of not being that way mm -hmm. I think um you know for a while when we're starting our training um you know especially if you start when you when you start to become more focused in a certain genre mm -hmm. um, there is that moment where you feel like you have to give up everything else except for this one thing that you're so you can laser focus on the one thing um, and I did, I didn't give it up per se, all the other stuff, but I definitely did laser focus on exclusively opera. Um, mm -hmm. and even, yeah, actually really exclusively opera, even less so than like song repertoire or some of the crossover stuff for a little while. Um, and yeah, it just, especially with the pandemic pause mm -hmm. and having that moment of like, you know, I was, I was on the road, I was in France when everything happened and you know um it was just very shocking to all of us right um and I found myself like needing to play and sing once I was home even though it, and it wasn't any of the things that I was in rehearsal for or the things that were like that felt natural to play and and to like um, like ruminate over whatever or the catharsis or these sad songs or these like super happy songs um yeah so many of them were uh, in my mind, in my, you know, my world don't really have a genre to me. Um, I mean, yeah, they originated in like musical theater or 
they have some of them in classical music land, jazz, like folk mm-hmm. songs, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just found myself sitting at the piano playing and singing just with my own voice in my own way, um, you know, as a, as a way to release and like, you know, to, to do the thing that we're used to doing as our career. But, you know, it, it really kind of, there were, how to say it, there was a lot of like re reawakening of what, of how important music is mm-hmm. and how important it is to not separate things out so much uh, and to just throw everybody in the pool together and shake it up like a snow globe, see what happens. Um, you know, that, I don't know, that that whole, that whole part of, of my art, artistic musical being that had been slightly suppressed for a little while really just was screaming to get out during that time. And so since that's all happened, I've really, um, I've embraced it. It's changed how I think about music. It's changed how mm. I think about my career moving forward. Um, you know, I, I, I'm so thankful for all of the time that I've had on the opera stage, you know, 11 plus months of the year, like go, 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 go living out of a suitcase. But, um, you know, this, the time that we've had these past few years really, um, made me realize that there is way more to my artistic being and to music and the community and sharing in that way than just like my, my original version of it, which was like sing in the coolest, most amazing historic places in some of the most grand opera that you possibly can. Like, (laughs) you know, it was just a very laser focused niche sort of like very singularly operatic idea. Um, And now you know, it's, I've got all these different things happening and it's, it's definitely as John would attest, and I'm sure you too, cause you have a multi-level faceted career. Um, it takes a lot more planning and a lot more, uh, brain space <laughs> to coordinate everything mm-hmm. and a lot more patience with myself and, and also others. Um, I'll admit, I'm, I'm not always the most patient sometimes. Um, but all of, all of it is way, it's so worth it we have to compile some sort of movie or book about the stories of musicians and, and artists during COVID, you know, because we went from literally not being able to get out of bed with shock. And then we work through the 12 steps basically. And now it seems to me that you two have come to this place, this beautiful place of wanting to make this childlike compilation of songs in it's you. I like, so Megan, I want to go back to that because we're starting with Mr. Rogers, basically. Yeah, I mean, um, it's You I Like has always been one of my favorite songs ever since I heard it back when I was a kid. Um, but it's it's funny how as the years have gone by and I'm, I'm now 41 years old um, <clears throat> and I fully, I will tell anybody that I've earned these years, right? <laughs> Different than most women. I'm like, I'm 41. <laughs> Woo! Um, but I actually rediscovered it and the, like, it's, it's really deep, beautiful meaning as an adult, um, actually kind of around the start of the pandemic was when it, it really like came back to me in in such potent, uh, of a way, um, you know, the things that it's saying are, it's so simple, but I mean, you know, it's you, I like, it's not the things you wear. Mm-hmm. It's not the way you do your hair. It's just you. I like, you know, the way you are right now, 
you know, that was for whatever reason, that line was so hard for me when I rediscovered it, you know, like, cause it was during this like time when we were all like, who am I? What's going on this thing? Like the world is, ah, you know, yes. so like that line, like the way you are right now was like something I needed to hear in that moment as an adult, me who was going through all this crap, um, you know, that we're all collect the collective trauma of the whole thing. Sure. Um, uh, the way down deep inside you, uh, not the things that hide you, not your toys. They're just beside of you. Like, it's just these, it's so simple, but it, it like, I, I just, the rediscovery of it, the timing couldn't have been more perfect, you know? Exactly. Um, exactly. You're moving me right now. I have to say, no, no, I'm sorry, but you, um, and I just, I was, I was like, wow, you know, like even as an adult, even as adults, even in particular, maybe even more the adults in this world need to hear this song right now, <laughs> you know? Um, yep. This idea of, like, idea of like, you know, going like childlike or going back to childhood sounds like we are regressing, but like Mr. Rogers and the songs that, and some, a lot, all, all the songs that we recorded on that album, mm -hmm. the thematic material is, very sophisticated and quite yes. adult and like maybe the language is very simple but the message is like for an adult it's very uh can profound. be very profound. yeah absolutely profound and can i ask while we're on that john did you do the arrangements of of the the piano parts uh for some of them yes i did and i like i reg i regret not having written any of them down because while we were recording they would be kind of different every time as if we were doing a real sing for fun so yeah what you're what you hear on the recording for uh, things like pure imagination neverland those are just happening kind of in the moment oh, and i can't right. necessarily create that unless i send that to somebody who will transcribe it for me but you're uh, but you're speaking with the heart of a true jazz pianist right now. You know, nothing is ever the same whenever you perform it. And there's something really beautiful about that, you two, especially coming from two classical artists where we, we really have boundary and we have that sense of construction. But to deconstruct, I think, is brave. And I think it goes in line with what this album is really about. How wonderful for you both. Megan, I read in an interview that you really wanted to share with your, your family through this. Yeah, that was, that was also part of it. Again, it like it all, it, sorry, I keep talking about COVID so much, but it really, gosh, it was huge for all of us. Right. It still yeah, is huge. It was. Uh, but, and it, it and is. I didn't how much <laughs> they, yeah, right, it is. Um, and I didn't realize how much of this album kind of was born of, of that, you know, collective trauma that we all experienced. Um, yeah, it was, again, like realizing, whoa, we've had all of this time apart from our people. We've been out there doing doing this art form, almost uh, you know, blindly following it, not questioning why, just going, keep going, keep going, and all the sacrifice mm -hmm. that we've made and that our families have mm -hmm. made too for us, you know, like us yeah. missing important um, events or, you know, those, those sorts of things. Um, and then here we are, well, we're finally home off the road, but we can't go see anybody or really do anything. So we're in this other form of isolation and just that need to share and to connect with the people that truly are the most important to us, whether they're like biological or found family, 
um, just became like so tangible and almost mm-hmm. physically painful for me mm-hmm. at times. Like where I just, yeah, I'm yeah, but John's shaking his head too. So yeah, like you just like, I needed to like do something and be, you know, wanted to be with people. Um, yes. you know, and I were isolated in Colorado, um, and our home there. And we ended up like actually getting to really know our neighbors for the first time. And like, we would sit in the front yard and play bluegrass every night, you know, and singing in three part harmony. And, um, and I just like something about that and that sense of community and sharing and really getting to know people on like a very deep level like that, um, is yeah, that was that whole idea of like family, serve your community, like serve the people who like who really are mm-hmm. your support mm-hmm. and who you support first and foremost. Um, like that realignment was extremely important and mm-hmm. it and definitely was what like the impetus for this particular project was born from. This is thrilling, a really thrilling. I have to say, you know, I interviewed along the way during COVID uh, a, a Ukrainian cellist who I'd heard about through an attorney in New York City. And she would go out every evening on Park Avenue and play her cello for an hour. And this is during lockdown and people would lean out of their windows and applaud and embrace it. And when I spoke to her, she was like, this is not a big thing. This is what I do. I have to keep playing. And this is what, what you two are doing. But what I love is the way it's packaged and your sincerity in talking about this sense of communion. I mean, not to put a religious, you know, aura over it, but it is. No, it is religious. Music is definitely not to speak for both of us, but like, it's really, it's, it is religious for us. It's like, it's transcendent. There's not, there's no other language that I speak, no other time that I feel like myself, like I, like I accept myself even fully, not mm-hmm. just like that the folks around me do, you know, I, not to, not to put words in, in John's mouth, but I'm sure I know that you feel similarly. Um, do you want to expand on that? I mean, um, well, I just want to, I mean, just to add to, and we will move on, I, we will move on from COVID, but I think part of the uh, what made it so arresting or traumatic was it's one thing for me to uh, like not have work or not have consistent work, but I can always go sing for fun with Megan. I can always go sing in the church choir back in Boston and to lose all of that made something like this album that much, just that much more special, special. And that sounds so kind of cliche, but or even making those church recordings or just giving back to that community to make those recordings was just kind of refocus some priorities, I I guess. And like, and felt good to give back to these, this community who gave me so much as a kid and, and like in my early development as a human and as a musician and to kind of riff on this, religion is music you know again my father's a now a retired orthodox priest but you know what that church choir does is they are you know sacrificing their time to pray to like that's their offering their offering mm-hmm. is singing is making music together to create something that's as my dad would say good true and beautiful for the congregation so that they can have an experience and i feel like that's what we do at large 
uh, as artists. And especially like, I feel like that's our goal with this album and that's kind of who we are as uh, musicians and collaborators. You know, in every interview I do, I always say there's one point that really sells it. And, and this is it from both of you. The, your sincerity is so sublime, I have to say. I, I love this. Both of you, Meg and John, is there a favorite song on this album that, you know, may, maybe not for you, but you think of another person, you know, when you performed it and, and you felt that you were giving it away? I, I have to say it's a tie for me between It's You I Like and Pure Imagination. I love it. I love Pure Imagination. I love that song. And Meg? Um, those two, and I oscillate between, depending on kind of my mindset. Those two, for sure. Um, Goodnight Moon um, ended up being a real favorite. Um, and also Baby Mine. Um, it's... Uh, I know, yeah, it's like the mom singing to the baby or whatever, but there's, mm -hmm. there's, uh, there's something in the lyrics, uh, you know, if they knew sweet little you, they'd end up loving you too. Um, it, again, something that I needed to hear myself as a, as a grown adult, mm -hmm. but also I think of like my nephews growing up in the world mm -hmm. and how I want them to just embrace who they are and be free to be who, you know, to grow up and just, you know, explore the world. And they're such good people. They're so unique uh, as individuals. And I don't ever want like the thought of, of somebody dulling their sparkle or allowing somebody to dull yeah. their sparkle. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, in just something, you know, it's silly, right? Like, but there are things that are said to us when we're kids that stick with us even through to adulthood. And it, it's oftentimes things that people don't even realize that they're that that they're saying that's going to give such a huge impact and uh and and stick with somebody in a way that you know either may positively or negatively affect them but but nonetheless I just there's that like that feeling of wanting to protect and oh I love that uh, and like and and make sure that they're that they're being who they are and that they're you know that no matter what anybody says or how like cruel this world can get like you just stay the course and be you and be your genuine like loving self you know um maybe that's reading way too far into the lines of that song but um there's just something and we dedicated it to um my husband michael um who's really um hung in there with me and john throughout different crises we've had in our personal <laughs> life like, really just um he's always shown up for us um fantastic even Are though he signed the paper and made the promise you know in front of all of our family <laughs> press, like, it's obligated <laughs> no just kidding um, i love every word here are you yeah. too aware of the 1995 issue of an amazing recording that soprano evelyn lear and her husband thomas stewart made of of children's songs from around the world I found it once when I was like searching oh, our records years and years and years ago. Now, to hear the Heldon tenor Thomas Stewart sing "Ba Ba Black Sheep" and they're they're going into many beautiful things. For instance, "Lavender's Blue," "Sing a Song of Sixpence," "Schlaf Kindlein Schlaf." I I would urge you both to seek that out because you know you're carrying on the torch, so to speak, and I I, I just love that. 
but you have to find it. It's a curiosity of a recording, but it's all about family. And it sounds like the same inspiration that you two have had really to make, make your own recording. Baby mine, don't you cry. Baby mine, dry your eyes. Rest your hand close to my heart, never to part, baby of mine. Megan, I know that, you know, you've got to get off to teach quite soon. And we're running out of time, which I always hate in an interview like this, because you both are so rich and you were so sincere and you're so profound in your words. I love it. But I, I, I have to get to the most important question I always ask all of my guests. And John, I'm going to start with you. And that is if you could choose one word or phrase that actually describes who you are to the core of your heart. Um, could you sh- <laughs> do not wince, John? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <not> wince. Um, <laughs> it, it's like calling you on fire again in the Washington Post. You know these things are real, and uh, you've already revealed your your innermost self. So, is there something you can leave with our listeners that is you? Oh my god. Well, I guess what I it's not a very good answer, but I feel like I I'm in process, and I I, I hate that answer, but that's just kind of and I, I don't know, that that's just kind of how I feel about yeah, yeah. myself. It's honest. Days. It's real. Um, I'm I doing, I don't want to say I'm doing a lot of self-discovery, but I am trying to be a, just a better musician, better person, better human on the regular. And um, like, I am aware of my many shortcomings, but like, I guess at my core, I am like, I am, trying to be the my best self as often as I can. That is fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. I really want to get to know you, John. I, I can't wait to sit down and have a cup of coffee with this one. And <laughs> Megan, what would it be for you, my dear? I think that you've already said it in, in a million words, but if there's, if there's you know, <laughs> if we're thinking about legacy, we're thinking about Oh, who you, what really defines you right now? I, you know, similar, similar to John, but I think the word that I would choose right now is, uh, very open, open. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, again, it's similar to John where I'm like, I'm, I'm taking it in assessing where I'm at and being as honest with myself and everybody else around me as possible about my, like my shortcomings, my strengths, um, and being, you know, being open to evolving, being open to all of the different opportunities, um, being open to exploring strengths and working to strengthen my weaknesses. Um, yeah. Open feels like the the right word right now, not to be so, that sounds like, sounds like I'm in yoga teacher training or something. <laughs> But I no knocking that man. That sounds like that would be a good gig too. Um, but yeah, um, yeah I open. love this. I also, you know, I mean, to speak technically too. I mean, like open something that my me and my my teacher Tony have been working on it. Like 
making sure those are nice, tall, open, you know, vertical space, free sound, you know, (laughs) just like really free and extra open, um, even technically too. So um, that's it. That's a new, we're exploring that on a whole new level or have been for a little while. This crosses many T's and dots, many I's. Well, lots of openness. (laughs) You know, I think that that bodes all sorts of curiosity in life. And I can see that Perhaps that is both your middle names. And I hope you will go on and keep exploring and stay open and stay in process because what else is life about? I mean, you know, we haven't arrived yet. We're we're in that process. And this is where it becomes so rich. And it it's so rich to talk to two young people like yourself. Yes, young Megan, that um <laughs> that <laughs> will be giving back, uh, you know, to us as musicians and artists and and keep the world stronger and out of chaos. And you know what? I believe if we hit another pandemic you too would go into your own kind of process and you'd come out on the other end shining as so many have. It's so exciting to talk to artists right now. I'm telling you, you know, it, it seemed to be such a disaster, but in many ways it has been a reawakening. And um, so I'm thrilled to talk to you both about this. And, and I've got to get back to my opening intro when I called you both a couple of swells. I, I think you are in the most ridiculously fantastic way (laughs) i don't know when you were on that opera tour you know with virginia opera if you stopped at the best hotels but hey at least you stayed together stayed together (laughs) and how how 11 years no 12 years 11 years wow well, you guys are a team and I appreciate you being on center stage today and sharing everything. You know, I've had seven pages of questions I haven't even referred to because this interview went a completely different direction and I am so thrilled that it did. Okay. So um, how can we find your recording? It's you I like right now. It's on all major streaming platforms and okay. you can also purchase it um, via the Lexicon uh, Classic website. Um, as well as I don't call me, but I think it might be on Amazon music too. I'm, I'm like, I'm all over the place right now. So <laughs> my, my information all the way straight, but, um, <laughs> but if you go to my website or to the lexicon classics okay. website, that will direct you to the places where you can stream it or purchase it either as okay. a, all right. And that is makingmarino.com where we can find that information I want everyone to watch out for these two young artists and this beautiful issue of It's You I Like as well as all of their other projects and John, Arita, all the best to you and may your circles keep remaining complete and everything you're offering the, the musical world and it's the same to you Megan, you guys are absolutely fantastic so I'll invite all my listeners to go out and find these wonderful new artists and and I hope you will look to me at center stage with PamelaCoon.com for more of this kind of show and some of my writings and certainly the way forward in keeping the arts strong. So thank you so much, John and Megan, again. Come back anytime. You you are most welcome. All right. And, thank you, and it, you bet. <laughs> and all my really lovely listeners. way to start the day. Thank you. You bet. My pleasure. And to all my listeners out there, stay safe. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage.
It's you.